The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility responsible gaming resources. What up? It's riled up here on a Thursday on the blog in the boys network. Of course, you got me, Roy White at RW3 on Twitter with my good buddy Mr. Tom Ryle at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter and you can both uh reach out to us if you got cowboys opinions you want to lay on us or if you got opinions about the podcast and of course hit that subscribe button everywhere you can listen to your podcasts and you can get all the great content produced from the blogging the boys podcast network now of course tom we're going to get into a little bit of the big game this weekend right got to talk a little bit about what's coming down this weekend and i actually have a fun hypothetical i would like to get into in regards to the cowboys and how they could benefit from maybe spying on the game this weekend but an interesting story kind of cropped up on blogging the boys interesting to me uh i know some cowboys fans will probably be exhausted by it but It was interesting specifically because it came not a couple days after you yourself wrote an article about how the Cowboys were not a one-off season fix. And while I do tend to agree with that and would like for you to elaborate on that point, the article that drew my interest was that the Cowboys are in fact the fifth best favorite to win the 2021 Super Bowl. That is the Super Bowl that will follow next season. So I ask you, Tom, would you care to retract your statement from the article you made in saying that the Cowboys are a one-off season, are not a one-off season fix? Or do you have perhaps something you'd like to say to the odds makers there in Vegas? Yeah, I think what I'd like to say to the odds makers are if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same outcome, but expecting something different, you may be crazy. Uh, Haven't we heard this before? The Cowboys, it seems, always come into the season overrated. And heavens, we have certainly seen that happen quite recently. They, uh, They were looked at as one of the favorites last year because, oh, hey, they've gotten a new head coach. Oh, hey, they've gotten a new defensive coordinator. Oh, hey, Dak Prescott was coming on strong. Oh, hey, they had that overwhelming offensive line. Oh, hey, what happened? It all fell apart around their ears. Injuries happened, Tom. 
We saw what happened before the season started. It started with Gerald McCoy. It continued Mm -hmm. with Leighton Vander Esch, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, right? Didn't we? Couldn't I make the case that we just got screwed by the injury bug? And when all those pieces are healthy, Tom, we are a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, if all the pieces are healthy, we don't even know if the pieces that were injured last year are coming back healthy, which is one of my big concerns about why it's going to take more than one offseason to get this team fixed. There are so many questions right now. Okay, let's just let's just knock out the ones that we think we've got a handle on. Um, we have to believe, because otherwise it leads to possibly drinking bleach or something, that they will not screw up the Dak Prescott contract situation. So he'll be back. All reports are his recovery is going very well. So I think they got quarterback handled. I don't think they've got any problems looming at wide receiver. Uh, you know, I think they, they not only have, well, you know, I'd have to go back and review again who is still under contract, but, you know, they've got their top three uh, receivers under contract. Uh, they all seem to be coming in healthy, so that's solid. Tight end should be in good shape. Tight end was in per- was in much better shape than we expected after Blake Jarwin went down, and now he's coming back to pair up with Dalton Schultz. So I think they're good there. Let's see here. Okay, we and they've got some you, good. You've defensive always ends, stayed okay? on one side of the ball so far, Tom. Yeah, I said, and they've got some good defensive ends. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now here's the rest of the problem. The big unknown to me is the offensive line. Um, I'm, I would assume that Zach Martin's going to be okay. But right now I see that Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith both have some big question marks after them. The whole Lyle Collins thing was kind of mysterious, a little strange. Seemed to have something to do with him coming in really out of shape, which – may just have been that he was one of those people that did not handle uh, the whole COVID situation well, had groin slash hip problems, uh, don't know what's been done to fix that, don't have any word on his recovery. So we don't know about him. Tyron Smith has got a decade of the NFL under his belt. He's been developing some injury history of late, as in the last four or five seasons. Do I don't know if both of them are going to be back and I can't be absolutely certain that either of them are going to be back. So now you've got to start looking at how do you shore up the offensive line, which a month ago, I don't think anybody was thinking too much about that. Now I think we've got to think about that. Um, And then there's the whole rest of the defense. Um, You know, I don't think defensive end is going to be a high priority, but they've got to shore up the interior of the defensive line. Uh, They've got at least a couple of pretty good-looking three-techs, but they need something else. Uh, they got to come up with a solution at one-tech. Linebacker is just a mess. Um, was this all a mental problem? Was it dealing with the scheme? Uh, was Leighton Vanderish a one-hit wonder? Uh, did Jalen Smith only have one good year in him? We don't know. Did they just um, look horrible because the guys in front of them are really bad? We don't know. Uh, that's one of those, you know, you got a, a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there were problems with the, the defensive line. But just, you know, uh, Bob Sturm looked at Jalen Smith over at the Athletic, and he just – 
he couldn't he didn't know because there were times where Jalen just seemed to absolutely it was the old thing of his eyes were going one way and his feet were going the other, you know, which is not a good way to do it. He was, he seemed to be reacting badly. Uh, LVE was having some, some similar issues, just not as blatantly obvious. So I don't know what's going on at linebacker. They may have to look at investing some in there. And we all know that the Cowboys have a history of over-investing draft capital there. You know, you should not be putting a whole lot of money into uh, a, a whole lot of draft capital into off ball linebackers. And yet they've got a first rounder and a second rounder uh, that are currently on the team that are not really panning out. We, we are afraid they're not panning out. We hope they're going to get better. We hope it's going to get fixed. We hope Mike Nolan can sort this out with a, with more of an off season to work with. And might I just add parenthetically, we aren't sure how much of an off season they're getting back because the COVID situation is not getting resolved in any great hurry. Um, you know, it's going to be a while before they get everybody uh, vaccinated. And even then, it looks like the recommendations to maintain social distancing and wearing masks is going to continue for quite some time because the, the one great fear that I've come across uh, in the news is that what if you get the vaccine and you don't get sick but you still are capable of carrying the virus and spreading it, which is, you know, that's a big problem. So, you know, hopefully they'll get all the players uh, vaccinated. And so we won't have a lot of real problems there, but we still might see some restrictions on the off season. And the NFL certainly hasn't made any decisions there. Well, then you got the sec. Go ahead. No, go go ahead. I, I was going to say, I mean, that's certainly a detriment to the Cowboys who've already seemed to suffer from the fact that yeah. they haven't been able to get together and work out the kinks that existed, well, I would, you know? I would ho- hope they have a better approach this time around. but And I do hope they at least get something back so that they can try to get this done. And that, you know, they learned, you know, now that, that they've got Dan Quinn, hopefully he's going to come in and do something a little bit better. You know, um, you know, I think I said, no, mentioned Nolan in a while ago, but he's gone. It's now Dan Quinn's problem. And hopefully he's going to be able to sort this mess out. Um, then we get to the secondary. Uh, the problem there is that mo- they've got a bunch of their players from last year that are free agents. So they've got to decide who do they sign um, feels like three of their they, t- they're three of their top four corners, right? I mean, Trayvon Diggs, starter, in the next season, no question about it. But Anthony Brown, Cheeto, Cheeto, and, of course, Jordan Lewis, all. Yeah, and I believe Xavier Woods is, too. I'd have to go back and double check. He but, is also on the way out. Yeah, so well, that's. <laughs> not necessarily, but a free agent. So that's, you know, of the, the, the six defensive backs that you – were relying on the most last year. Four of them, we don't know what the status is. And that's going to be whether they're going to have to figure out where they put their cap space. Uh, I did take a look at cap space. The Cowboys can generate about $64 million uh, just with restructuring. And there's some other things that can net them some more. So they should be able to cover what they'll need for Dak Prescott, who hopefully will not be tagged again and will be a long-term deal, which will knock his total cap hit down. 
but they've still got to come up. And that's a lot of secondary talent to, to pick up either by signing free agents back, going outside the team and trying to bring someone in or, you know, just shotgunning through the draft and trying to bring in as much. And there's the two problems you've got. We know the Cowboys in recent history have just sucked at getting good outside free agents. Uh, You know, Andy Dalton was a good backup uh, who unfortunately tried to carry the team for most of the season and had his own problems with COVID and a concussion. Uh, Greg Zerline seems like they're going to keep him around. Uh, he, you know, they had him try a lot of long field goals and he missed some of them. He had some short range hiccups too, but I still think he's probably going to stick around and be okay as a kicker. Um, then who else? Uh, you know, Blake Bell. I mean, what 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 else did they get out of free agency last year that really really worked well? Um, we had high hopes for Gerald McCoy, but obviously, yeah, and he could come him. back and he could come in and be part of the solution. There's a feeling that they're just waiting to sign him when they get all their dollars lined up and they know what the cap's actually going to be this year. Yeah, <clears throat> and that could be McCoy could sign and come back because he was not unhappy with the team and um, he loved even, yeah. And, and did some work with Neville Gallimore uh, in some shape, form or fashion. I think he was kind of mentoring him, uh, which I thought was shows that there's not bad blood there uh, regarding him. But the, if you you don't get it in free agency, then you're going to have to go with the draft and everybody's like, oh, boy, we got 10 draft picks. No problem. And yeah, we got to hit on hit. all of those, Tom. Yeah, right. You, we don't, you don't hit on all of your draft picks. As a matter of fact, a first-round pick, a, you know, pick 10, there's no guarantee there. There have been plenty of busts. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think of some examples from recent years where some teams really invested heavily in draft picks and they just didn't work out like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. So (laughs) you can't be guaranteed, you know, even if you go with what everyone believes is the best option, it doesn't pan out. And that's the problem. Uh, The Cowboys, we think had a good draft. Uh, Pro Football Focus disagrees, but they're looking mainly at the contributions they made on the field. And when you look at the fact that uh, Tyler Biotish was only in for a handful of games before he got hurt, uh, Neville Gallimore took like half the season before he really started to show up. Um, and Trayvon Diggs had rookie issues. He, he was a rookie out there. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to get better the next couple of years. Uh, but yeah. you can't solve the problems with a bunch of draft picks. So you've got to figure that of all the holes they've got to fill, some of them are going to just have a guy in them. And that's not really going to be what the team needs. And when I say just a guy, I'm talking about a player who doesn't really help the team and maybe is kind of a drag on it. Yeah, let's talk about a specific player I can think of from a year ago. You might not know exactly who I'm thinking of, but fourth-round draft pick, drafted at a position of need, expected to be a contributor at some point in the season, 
And it wasn't until about week 13 that he finally suited up for his first game. So much so to the point that I actually kind of feel like next season will be his true rookie year. And that's Reggie Robinson, the second. Yeah. Who was a player who was taken with the assumption, and at the time in the draft, hey, this is a really nice kid, right? A lot of talent out of SMU or where – Sorry, I don't even recall where he was from. I may have that wrong. Uh, Central Florida. So what was it? Tulsa, I think. Tulsa, that's what it was. I I was trying to think of the the colors were sticking out to me. But either way, right, here was a player taken in the fourth round, day two pick, and you'd think, hey, this is a – or sorry, day three pick, but even still, right, this was going to be a player that could contribute, and he never really gave you anything. So Yeah, and – even when they suited him up, I think he mostly did some special team work. Yep. So to your uh, point. I, that's kind of a mystery what happened with him. Was he not showing up enough in practice? Uh, did they just have a numbers game where there were – they you know, they did have, you know, four corners ahead of him. So maybe yep. that was part of it. Uh, but, yeah, he's kind of a mystery. And then what happened to Bradley and I? You know, all – all we heard was that he was looking great in practice, but numbers. Of course, you know, that's a defensive end. Uh, you know, he may get his shot now uh, if they don't bring Alden Smith back, which is a, a possibility. But, um, and maybe even likely, I really don't know what the situation is there. But once again, you got to look at juggling the cap space because while they say cap hell is a myth, you still have to find a way to make it all fit in. And sometimes you just can't have everything you want under those constraints. So, yeah, they've got a lot of issues uh, barreling down. And I, for one, if, if this team just got to nine and seven and barely missed the playoffs or squeaked into a wild card spot at 10 and six or something, oh, of course – Given the state of the NFC East, 10 and 6 might actually run away with the division. You don't know. But I still think there's a good chance that they could get into the playoffs and get bounced pretty easily just because I don't expect the NFC East as a whole is going to be all that much better. I would, you would hope that it would get some better because it's hard to imagine it getting worse. But we Hard don't to know. see it getting much better, though, with the players that are at the quarterback positions for those respective teams. It's hard to see it yeah, getting significantly true. better. That's um, true. Talking about, of course, not being able to fix it at all in one offseason, that's up for debate, right? If you want to, you can go and put some money down on the Cowboys, and at least you'll have uh, the fifth best odds to see them win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so if you are a diehard, if you are one that uh, likes to look at things through – rose-covered glasses, then or maybe this silver is the color. for you. Uh, I want to play a fun little hypothetical, Tom, because we do have a okay. game to watch this Sunday. It is the last football game we're going to get for some time. And yes. I like to look at this game from a standpoint of who perhaps on either of these teams could help the Cowboys in the future. Now, I'd offer the hypothetical to say you can add any player – not just one that might be coming up as a free agent. Of course, we're going to exclude the quarterbacks in this conversation, yeah. so we're not going to have a Dak versus 
Brady or Mahomes argument, but there is a player on one of these teams who not only hypothetically would fit in great with the Dallas Cowboys, he actually could be attainable by them. And we'll discuss that next coming up in the break. This is Riled Up here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Back on the Blog and the Boys podcast network, riled up with my good buddy Tom Ryle of Blog and the Boys. Check out his great content. Got a couple articles up on BTB on the website if you want to check those out. How to the Cowboys are going to be unable to fix this thing in one offseason is just one of those great articles that he's written about here in recent days. So go check out that article and all the great content from our producers at uh, Blog and the Boys. But just before the break, we were getting into the Super Bowl, the big one, right? And all the talented players that will be involved in this game. There is one in particular that I will have my eye on, Tom. But first, I'd like to ask you, if you could have one player from either of these teams that will be participating on Sunday, excluding the quarterbacks, who would it be? Well, I looked at the rosters just to make sure I wasn't overlooking something. And there was still one name that jumped out in flashing neon lights. And it happens to have only seven letters, two of them being the V's that are his first initials. And that's Vita Vea. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Uh, the Bucks defensive line, I think, has a number of candidates. But in terms of filling need, um, those two on the interior, both he and Indomitian Sue, the Cowboys would be hard-pressed to do much better than those two. Now, Vea was one they actually had a shot at, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, I think he they I don't know. I can't remember how that draft fell. Or was he taken he might, slightly before the Cowboys had an opportunity to take him? When I say I opportunity, think he, I suppose it would have come with an opportunity cost. Yeah, and I don't know that they would have gone for him at that that point anyway, because as we know, they are averse to investing in in defensive tackles. But he's 347 pounds. That just seems to be what the Cowboys need to make the interior of the defensive line work, because he also can get upfield on you. So you've got your run stopper, and you're you know it's just I, to me he would be great. Now Sue. As you said, he may be, you know, they might be a pipe dream. Yeah. Sue Sue is a realistic possibility, Tom. And that is why he would be the player that I think I would add if I were the Cowboys. And I might do it this offseason. A player who signed later in free agency in 2020, right? After all the noise was made amongst the big-time free agents, he even spoke this week about the fact he was offered multiple multi-year deals. But he opted for the best situation, the best opportunity, Mm -hmm. and the best opportunity to maximize his earnings from a year-to-year standpoint, right? He's guaranteeing he's not going to get cut. In fact, he'll be coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, and he made $8 million this past season. Cowboys were willing yeah. to pay a guy like Gerald McCoy six. Might yeah. they be willing to entice Kansu with eight or nine million this offseason? Yeah, if he was if he's at about the same price point, you know, and and looking at him as a one year rental so that they can maybe try to develop something long term. You know, he's he's not the most likable guy in some ways, although he seems to have cleaned his act up a bit lately. Um, you know, I guess being an expectant father might help a little bit with that, but mm-hmm. he, he, uh, you know, yeah, if, if, if it was me and the numbers worked out, yeah, I would be on board with that. There's a couple of other honorable mentions, of course. Um, I think the honey badger on the Kansas city side of things would be an interesting one. Certainly one the Cowboys have had an opportunity to get on multiple occasions as had as has every team in the NFL, um, I am still floored when I think of what he did at LSU before yeah. his suspended season, right? When I think of what he showcased in that Heisman winning year to then turn around and be almost a forgotten man in the draft and then within free agency and within consideration, there were people saying he wouldn't have fit the scheme for yeah, the Dallas that, Cowboys. That's, that's what would be key is, are they over that yet? And I, you know, I don't have any evidence to say that they are. Yeah. They no still seem to, it. but this is, they us still dreaming. seem to, this is us. Yeah. Um, another honorable mention I thought was the options on the offensive line, not on the Kansas city side, of course, because, uh, I don't think they'll be starting a player that was taken ahead of the uh, the sixth round when they suit up on Sunday. Yeah. But for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tristan Wirf, do anything for you? Yeah, tell me tell me what we're going to have uh, from our own people, and that makes the answer a lot easier to come by. Because bingo, 
Well, I think the answer we're coming to, that seems to be the prevailing one, you know, and this may be a discussion for another day, a more um, extensive discussion, but it sure seems like people are assuming that Tyron Smith is more likely to not be here than to be here. Yeah. Come it, the beginning that's of June. What, that's one of those things where you're, you're just kind of following what's going on and what's being said out there. And you get a feeling it's, it's more, it's almost uh, a little bit of intuition that you just, you know, things just seem to be trying to tell us this may be happening. So I don't know. Um, I hope that if he, if he, there is a decision to be made there either by the player because it may be just time that he wants to retire or if the team has some concerns and decide they need to move on, hopefully we'll find out fairly soon so that we can, so that we with our mad and totally meaningless speculation can at least have more data to work with. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Well, I did also want to mention briefly because uh, these would be options. If you were wanting to add a player from the Super Bowl reigning champions you could add a pair of linebackers by the names of anthony hitchens and damian wilson if you so chose to but why do those sound so familiar have you heard of those guys because i thought they were so bad they were going to be out of the league i guess when you have a quarterback that can put up 30 your inability to play your position on defense doesn't matter as much or yeah i was all wrong yeah now Damian Wilson wasn't I, – I, I kind of wasn't terribly surprised, but I always liked Hitchens, and I always thought that as, you know, maybe maybe your, your next guy up at linebacker, he was a great player to have. And he's just gone on and, and stepped up and, and just seems to have had a really lovely career since the Cowboys decided they didn't need to keep him. So <laughs> – you know, I mean, it's 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 not as bad as letting Byron Jones walk, but it 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 did kind of bug me at the time. <laughs> well, good for those boys. It's nice to see some former Cowboys names that we recognize. At least some Cowboys, right, are having some semblance of success. Yeah, we're not all we're we're not all cursed, right? You're not you're not doomed for a lifetime of of cursed postseason um, acceptance. Just because you happen to have been touched by a Cowboys uniform at some point in your career. So I think that's good news. And I think that's a good little optimistic uh, thing to end things on, Tom. I, I, I don't know about you, but that's a, that's a nice way to wrap it up for my, on my end. Yeah. I just, uh, it's, it's, you know, things will start to pick up. I think after the, we get the big game played and we find out, start finding out. Hopefully we'll find out before too long what the cap's doing, uh, which, you know, I'm hearing, hopefully, I hope it's kind of true that they really don't want to firm up their offers and their actual negotiations over DAC until they know that, that cap number. Um, so hopefully we'll get some word on that and something will hopefully develop because they got to have DAC. They're just, all you people coming up with all these pipe dreams about, you know, draft somebody or trade for somebody, just, you know, don't, don't come around here with that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play that here. 
And I will say, you know, the salary cap may be a myth, but it's more real than ever when your quarterback is on a franchise tag deal. Because every single dollar of that annual salary is actually going against your salary cap. Mm -hmm. With that, I'm Roy White. He's Tom Ryle. We're riled up on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Make sure you check out all that great content on bloggingtheboys.com. And until next Thursday, enjoy the big game, and we will see you soon. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.